John. How are you this week? Hey, Elliot. Doing fine. How about yourself? I'm okay, too. Thank you. Um, so this week, I saw that uh, the Basel Institute for Governance uh, published its 10th AML index. Um, and they, um, as you know, they have been doing this, obviously, for 10 editions. And they publish a public edition, and then they have several more sophisticated editions with lots and lots and lots and lots of data. Um, and what they, what they do is they assess the effectiveness of um, uh, anti-money laundering um, programs at the country level for countries around the world. Do you see that? Right. Yes. And, and obviously, you know, everybody's very familiar with FATF and the mutual evaluation reports, which I think gets gets factored into this. But this is definitely uh, a broader view with more. Um, I think they said there's 17 indicators. Yes. I know I've yeah, looked at this in the past, but yeah, I think there's 17 and it. And it measures, as you said, the money laundering terrorist financing risk in jurisdictions. Yep. And they, they look at a number of factors uh, in addition to the indicators, you know, what's, you know, shortfalls in the framework. So I guess laws and regs, corruption and bribery. And obviously there's other organizations like Global Financial Integrity and Transparency International that look at that as well. Whether there's poor financial transparency and standards, uh, poor public transparency, you know, about the government and their accountability, uh, weak uh, political rights and the rule of law. So interesting elements here. Um, you know, obviously you got to take it with a grain of salt, but I think you have to recognize that rather than just look at the rankings and decide that, oh, clearly Finland is better than the United States, you know, you should look through uh, some of the rationale for why they got the scores that they did. So I, I think it's actually a useful, a useful metric for AML officers, especially those that have global clients. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. Um, the other thing they do, in addition to the effectiveness of uh, uh, AML CFT systems, they also spend a little time talking about some of the you know, what I'll call hot threats, if you will. Um, and one of them that caught my eye, not surprisingly, something you and I have talked about before, is money laundering threats from cryptocurrencies. Right. And um, they've got a call out box in the report that says the latest data on how jurisdictions are responding to money laundering threats related to virtual assets. And it says the answer, not well at all. So again, this has been a hot topic. Um, the virtual assets, virtual currency space is growing uh, in a lot of different directions. We're seeing a lot of traditional uh, uh, financial services companies getting very involved with virtual currencies and virtual assets. We're seeing, um, we are seeing investment houses include them as an asset class in balanced portfolios, all kinds of things. But uh, uh, we're also seeing you and I. I think we had we've done a discussion about this. We've seen the the Fed um, be concerned. Uh, we've seen Treasury with uh, Secretary Yellen expressing concern, and other regulators in the U.S. That um, you know there there has to be a measured approach. Um, and yet um, here is an independent scoring process that says this is you know 
this is something that needs attention. So I, I thought it was interesting um, that they zeroed in on that. Yeah, absolutely. And then some of the other areas that we've also talked about before, when they look at the quality of uh, the framework, besides FATF that like we've already mentioned, they look at things like the State Department's trafficking in persons report. So they give it a sort of a 5% weight and they think that's important because that both shows the scope of problems within the country and potentially the lack of infrastructure. So I think that's right. interesting. And, and we've already mentioned Transparency International. They give their corruption perceptions index a 5% weighting. So corruption and bribery, obviously pretty essential. And then the one that um, I was, I knew it was there, but sort of happy to see it confirmed there is in under political and legal risk, they talk about um, freedom of the press, right? And so one of the elements there are uh, what's the both judiciary and then what's the freedom, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a jurisdiction for reporters to cover uh, money laundering, corruption and other abuses. Yes, and that is an area that um, you and I haven't spent a lot of time talking about, but clearly there's a lot in the uh, regular media about the uh, challenges uh, with more authoritarian governments coming into power, uh, immediately curtailing uh, press rights um, in part to protect their own, um, uh, to de decrease uh, transparency to protect the, those regimes. So uh, not surprised by that. Um, and I'm glad to see that it's a, you know, they look at it as an important factor. Right. And so you can take a look at the list uh, when you get a chance. It's 110 jurisdictions. I thought I'd call out a couple that we're obviously we work in and we're very familiar with. And that is uh, the United Kingdom is 18th on the list. Uh, the United States is 28th. On the list, um, I already mentioned that Haiti is the worst, uh, but some of these other countries that we're obviously very, very familiar with, Switzerland, surprisingly, is 43rd, so it's below the U.S. and the U.K. Japan's 47th, and, um, uh, you know, some of the other uh, countries that we hear about frequently in the news, Turkey is 71, Cuba 73rd. UAE is 79th. I think that's pretty important to flag that because a lot of times uh, those in the Middle East seem to suggest that their laws and regs are strong. This would suggest that that's potentially not the case. Yep. So, uh, again, I think, you know, you have to look at this with all the indicators, how they arrived at the, at the scoring. But I think it's a, it's a pretty fair um, look, uh, at least overview of where countries fit in and maybe where changes are necessary. Yes, I agree. Um, and it, uh, I, I want to echo your comment from earlier about the value of this report for organizations as a uh, one of many good resources if you are running a multinational program. Right. Uh, because this does look at it rather than at the institution level, it really looks at it at the country level. And, um, and that's a, that's a different look than we often get. I agree. Yeah. So, um, I want to uh, give our shameless plug. So, uh, listen, if you like this, uh, uh certainly tune in every week. Uh, we do this every Friday and you can listen to us on Spotify. 
uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back next week. John, have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care, Elliot. Be safe. Yep, you too. Bye-bye.